Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Welcome to episode 116 of Discovered Wordsmiths. And as usual, I'm glad you're here checking out some new authors, checking out new books. Uh, Like I always say, the best way to support these authors is not only to listen to these interviews, but go try their books. If you listen to an author that's a genre you like and are willing to support the author and try a new book by a new author, please go buy the book. I put links in the show notes to the books with pictures of the covers. You can check it out. The author tells us all about the book in the interviews. And if you really want to support the authors, give them some reviews, give them some thumbs up or stars or whatever the system is on the, wherever you buy the books. We have authors all the time on uh, Amazon, on Apple, on Kobo, on Barnes and Noble, on Google. They are all sorts of places. Sometimes they sell on their own website. Sometimes they're on Smashwords and other platforms that are new. But go check them out. Give them a review. Give them some stars. That helps authors so much. The more people are reviewing their books, the more they're likely to get discovered and other people will try their books out. It just kind of feeds on itself. And if you'd like to support the podcast at all, that would be wonderful. I'd love that because uh, it does take time, effort, and some money to put these out. And I love helping the authors and helping connect them with new readers. So Go check out the website. I've got some links on the uh, sidebar to some services that I do use. So if those are of interest to you, click on them when you sign up and it'll just give me a little bit, help you out a little bit, uh, sometimes by a free trial or a discount. So uh, today I have JP McLean and she has an interesting fantasy book that if you like fantasy and urban fantasy, uh, you'll probably enjoy this. It's um, a, a, about a girl, uh, not quite a vampire. We talk vampire a bit, but it's not quite, but go listen to what we talk about and see what you think about it. Check the book out. So here's JP. JP, I want to welcome you to Discovered Wordsmiths on this wonderful summer day, at least where I'm at. How are things with you? We're perfect. Sunshine today, and it's not been a sunny summer so far. We're calling it January. It's so cold <laughs> and wet in the Northwest. So yes, yeah, lovely to have the sun. So where exactly are you located? I'm on a small island called Demon Island, which is off the west coast of British Columbia in Canada. It's kind of between Vancouver Island and the mainland. Okay. Wow. Nice. How big is small? Small is we have 1,300 people. It's about 20 square miles, 50 square kilometers. So it's pretty small. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I live in a small town. We don't even have a post office here in the States. We have more cows in our town. So <laughs> then you know exactly what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Before we get started talking about your book, 
Tell everybody a little bit more about yourself. What are some hobbies and things you like to do besides writing? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Of course, writing takes up most of my time, but when I'm not writing, I love gardening. I have quite a few flower gardens. I used to have a much bigger vegetable garden, but writing took over that part of my life. I don't do quite as many vegetables anymore or the preserving and canning that I used to do. And I also love cooking, which is partly why we had the garden in the first place. So, nice. And right now I've got a nice pork shoulder on that's going to be taco time later when I put it in the oven and crisp it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so those are the things that I love doing the most, probably. Nice. All right. What's your favorite food to cook? Oh, always savory, usually meats. My husband does the baking. So if there's anything sweet to be had, he will be making the sweet thing, usually not me. But yeah, roasts mostly. I love doing all kinds of roasts and salmon, of course. There's lots of salmon here. Any kind of garlicky salmon would be oh. one of my favorites to make. All right. Well, if I ever get up that way, I'll definitely stop by. We'll have to have a good <laughs> salmon dinner because that sounds wonderful. <laughs> okay. So when did you start writing and why did you want to start writing? I started writing. <clears throat> it was a very specific time in my life because I had worked. Gave up my work career to travel with my husband for a few years because I thought I may as well take advantage of that while I could. And then we were, we'd just come off of three years in Tucson, Arizona, when we were back on our wet coast. And it was the very first winter we were back, which was 2011, 2011 I think. Yeah, 2011. And I was sitting in the living room. The rain was pelting down sideways, hitting the windows, and the wind was howling. And hockey was on TV. And I thought to myself, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to spend this winter, this first winter back. And I had been reading a lot of uh, fantasy novels, the uh, vampire type, J.R. Ward's Laurel K. Hamilton kind of books, and was thoroughly enjoying the escapism of those books. And so I decided I would try to write a scene, just one scene. Because I thought it would be, I always have these dreams, flying dreams. And I always thought we were right on the ocean. So I thought it would be such fun to just jump off the deck and fly down the coast. And so I spent probably a month writing that one scene. And that scene just kept growing and growing until it turned into a book. And I remember my husband would look over at me and say, what are you doing? And I didn't want to say anything because I was embarrassed at first. It was such fun and I was so absorbed in it. But anyway, it turned into a book and I then had it evaluated and they said, yeah, you've got a good idea here. And then I had it edited and the rest is history. That's now seven books and I'm on my second series that has two books. Nice. Wow. So it all started with one scene. We're going to have to come back to that on the author mm -hmm. half and talk about some author stuff with that. Because I think some people need to hear some more about that. That was your first series. You said you're on your second series now, which includes yes. a Bloodmark. Tell us a little bit about that series, that book. Okay, Bloodmark is a story about a young woman who was born with a very obvious birthmark, or she thinks it's a birthmark. It's a red chain that is wrapped around her body, including her face. And so she's grown up with this and it's been something she gets bullied about. So she's thrilled at 25 years of age when this mark starts to disappear. She's absolutely thrilled until she finds out 
that that mark isn't a birthmark. It's a blood mark and it's protecting her. And once it's gone, she will lose that protection. So she's in a race against time to find out what she's being protected from or whom. How does she find out that it's protecting her? She makes a trip. She, her, she works in a flower delivery or a nursery called Positively Plants. And she's making a flower delivery out to a professor at a university here in BC. They're set in BC. And she drops her glove and she has a mark on the back of her hand. And the professor notices the mark and recognizes it. Okay. The, this series, she's going to be the main character and the whole point. So with Bloodmark, okay, I don't want to give anything away. Is this book one of the series? It is book one, but like all of my books, they're standalone. So you don't, there's no cliffhangers at the end. I don't like cliffhangers. Okay. Uh, you can read book one and be completely happy with it. Book two will be coming out this fall sometime. I haven't got an exact date yet, but it's written and it's just being edited right now. Okay. How big of a series is this likely to be? Probably three. I envision okay. three. I've already got the third one started in terms of outlining. And uh, so, yeah, it will definitely be three. I don't know if it will go to four. I don't anticipate it will go to four at this point. But I thought the first series I wrote was just going to be one, and it ended up being seven. My math is not that good. <laughs> I, I've heard the, that from lots of people. Yeah, I, I thought of one book, and now I'm at nine or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why did you choose the fiction genre with vampires and dark fantasy in that was there obvious choice or was it just that's what i like oh it was completely obvious choice i don't there aren't vampires in my books just to clarify they don't okay. have they're set in the contemporary times and they have there's more magic than than the vampire part of it so no vampires no uh, werewolves but magic people who can fly and people who can do powerful things that that kind of thing and the reason i I write it is because I love it. If I find a book like that, it just absorbs me for some reason. It always has. Way back from when I was watching Bewitched as a kid, <laughs> I just always liked that idea that there's magic in the world. So does your character wiggle their nose at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> and for the younger readers or younger listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> go watch Bewitched. <laughs> yes. There's an oh, old callback. I, my, I remember as kids, uh, there are four of us in our family and the three girls and one boy, and he wanted to watch Star Trek. And so it was a fight every time we got to watch TV about whether it was going to be Witched or Star Trek. The good news is now they're both on syndicated repeats in some on-demand somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> what type of feedback have you been getting from readers on your books? The feedback from readers on the first series, especially, not so much this one, but the first series is, why isn't this a movie yet? I'm not, I kid you not. Nice. And I know that all, a lot of authors would like their books to be made into movies, but consistently I get readers coming back and telling me that about that first series, the Gift Legacy series. The first book is Secret Sky in that one. In this one, the Bloodmark books, the reader feedback is, it's really astounding me because it's won eight awards, eight awards. Really? It has. What, what awards it, have you won? It's won the Global Book Award, the Eric Hoffer Award, the Wishing Shelf Book Award. It's still in contention for the SEBA, the Chanticleer Award for Paranormal Fiction. 
it's won a gold titan award a reader favorite oh, i'm going to be forgetting something important That's- i know because i can't come off the top of my head what they all are but i've just been r- really imp- really surprised and pleased nice pat on nice. the back yeah that sounds like wonderful feedback did you win different awards as you were still writing the other books or did that all come at one time how did that happen and work it's part of a something that I did with this book that I didn't do with the first series. When I was writing the first series, I did apply, I submitted the book for a, an award with the Whistler Independent Book Award people, and it got honorable mention. And that was a nice big boost. And then I had a, a short story that won honorable mention with the Victoria Writers Society. I, I wasn't really promoting more than the first book in the series, and that book now is getting a little bit older. So when I put out this book, the first new book of a brand new series, I decided I was going to submit it to a bunch of contests in the hopes that it would get one or two so that I could use that to the same advantage that I used the Whistler award when I got when I had the first book. And it just blew up. I got way more than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> so nice. it was a strategy paid off. I'm tickled with it. And I will use that strategy again. Nice. Great. And you got these awards. I know I hear a lot of times that people say awards don't help. Do you think that helped people discover and feel confident in getting your book to read it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it does. It, it gives you something to talk about. And it's a little bit of proof. It's a little bit of, they talk about the social proof and how important it is. Like the same thing with reviews. If you have a book with no reviews and no person saying it's a good read and it's sitting beside somebody that's got a, a bunch of awards, then you're probably going to pick the one that's got a bunch of awards if it was a toss up between the two. So it's definitely worthwhile. And it, th- there's another bonus in that is it really does give your confidence a boost, which is so important, especially when you're starting out and you're iffy about whether or not it, this was a brand new book and a brand new character. And I had changed my writing. I was doing first person before, and this is third person. And I was using one point of view before, and this is three points of view. So I know that I can do it now. I feel confident that I can do this different kind of writing as well. So yeah, it was definitely worthwhile. Nice. Okay. And you mentioned that people said, why isn't this a movie yet? If you had the choice, would you want it to be a movie or would you rather choose it to be a TV show? Oh, I guess I kind of like the idea of a Netflix series. So that that would, I don't think I'd want a never ending show, but I think mm-hmm. the, the series based on the book would be fun. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. And you got into a movie. This is a, something I haven't asked others. So if it got turned into a movie, who would you like to see play the main character? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm throwing that one at you. Yeah. I'm terrible for actresses and actors. I don't know them. So I, I, not sure. Okay. No, that's not a big deal. Sorry. Threw that one for you on a loop. <laughs> we should be reading more than watching movies anyway. So the, we'll go with that. This movie, that movie you should watch. <laughs> so have you done anything, do an author table, a setup and meet people that, whatever, some festival fair event or something to get your book? Uh, have you done anything like that? Lots of that. Yes, okay. I did. 
prior to COVID, <laughs> I did a lot more of it during COVID, not so much. But yes, I do. Every time there is an opportunity for me to be at a festival, I will go and be there and have a table. And I also have a table at the Saturday market here on our island because we're a tourist island. And during long weekends, if I set up on long weekends, I'll always sell books. I'll always talk to people, take my card, they go back and I can see downloads happening as a result of it. So yeah, I, I do. Nice. Okay, good. And where can we find your book? I'm wide, so you can find it everywhere. And if you want to know, if you want links to those places, you can go through my website, jpmcclainauthor.com. It's on Amazon. It's on Kobo. It's on Nook app, Barnes and Noble, Chapters, pretty much anywhere. If it's not, you can always order it because it's available wide and it's through Ingram Spark, which is a very big distributor of books. Okay, great. And you said your website was jpmcleanauthor.com? Yes. Yes, it is. Do you have any type of newsletter to keep people updated when the books are coming out? I do. As a matter of fact, one of the one of the perks to joining my newsletter is the very first I give them short stories. So the very first short story they get is Boone Park, which is the one that won the honorable mention at the Victoria Writers Society. And I think now I have six or seven short stories on there. And only one of those short stories is available for purchase. The rest of them are only available through my website if you join my email list. So go okay. join my email list. So there we go. So everyone listening, interested in uh, yeah. this type of book, go check it out. Get some free stories with that. And I'm and, in the newsletter. I always talk about the books I'm reading too, just in case. I often find people, if they're interested in the fantasy genre, then that's what I read. So anything supernatural, even thriller stuff. Sometimes I like Terry Hayes, I read a little while ago, just loved his book. And so I, I sent I put links to it in my newsletter, just in case you're interested in checking out other books. Which leads right to my next question. What are some of your favorite books and authors that you've read now throughout your whole life, like your top ones? Oh, gosh. Someone else just asked me that question this morning. It's really hard to pick a top one. I'll pick a bunch of top ones because I read an awful lot. So if I want to read a thriller book, Terry Hayes loved his book. Oh, Lee Child. Lovely. Yes. Put me on the spot names. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I've recently read Victoria Aviard. If you're if you like the high fantasy or more high fantasy, she's got an imagination like no other. I've never seen so many magical things put into characters as she puts in. And she's really funny too, if you see her on Twitter and Instagram. She's hilarious. She's also gorgeous. <laughs> the other woman I'm reading right now, hilarious, is Anne Charles' Deadwood series. I, uh, I talked to Anne and I've started listening to the audiobook, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. She is a funny lady, man. <laughs> she yeah, and her kids are hilarious in the book. And the other one, another book that's very much like mine, actually, is a woman whose name is Annette Marie. And she writes, the first book that I read was Three Madges and a Margarita. And she sets it in Vancouver in current time. It just happens to have a bar in it, just like there's a bar in Blood Bark. So um, hers, her books are very similar to mine and very good. Really enjoy them. E.E. E. Holmes books are good, too. I really enjoy her, um, her Gateway Series books. 
Who was that that you mentioned that books are similar to yours? Annette Marie. Okay. Same. Because I like to mention that. Hey, if you like this, check this out. It helps draw people into some of these books. Because that's, as uh, from being an independent author in today's huge market world, people it's hard to get people to know you so it helps a lot when you can say hey if you like this i'm very similar type thing yeah uh, absolutely so. yeah great and please tell me on your little island do you have a bookstore we do we and have my- a fabulous bookstore what's it called it's called abraxas a b r a x a s that's a great name yeah and they have very recently opened up a cafe in the back of their bookstore and they have sold more books, more paper books of mine than pretty much anyone else. Nice. Like I said, it's a big tourist. The um, Northern Gulf Islands are big tourist spots. So in the summertime, I have to go there all the time and restock my books. They're very good about making sure all the local authors are represented in their store. That's great. I love that. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to them. I like letting people know, hey, if you're in this area, check out this bookstore. Yeah, they're uh, fantastic. So, Couldn't great. say high enough praise for them. Great. All right. And before we move on to some author stuff, if uh, when you're at your author table or talking to somebody and they say, why should I get your book? What would you tell them? They're unique. That is, you've never read anything like them before. All books are unique. But the idea that there is the secret society of people who can fly or that this person with a blood mark and it's disappearing and she can, she has these dreams where she travels to the past, but she doesn't realize that's what's happening and she accidentally changes things. So these are really unique, interesting books. It's escapism. It's pure escapism. It's just a whole bunch of fun. And the reader reviews are the proof. They all say they're lots of funs. Great. Nice. I love that. JP, thanks for sharing about your book. And I appreciate you taking some time to tell us about it. I hope lots of people listen to the episode and check out your book. Oh, good. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's been good. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you. 